we are the Misprints, and this is Unpublished and Unqualified. This is a podcast by aspiring writers for aspiring writers. Here we will analyze writing techniques used in media and stories, workshop pieces, give out writing prompts, and just figure out how to become writers. I'm Joy. I'm Parker. I'm Callie. Today we're going to be talking about basically my problems. <laughs> we're going to be talking about how to make a story storyline, a conflict, a driving force for your writing piece, whether that's a short story or a novel or a whatever, something that has a storyline and a conflict, how to make those because currently I'm struggling with that. So basically this is called you just listen to Joy figure out and ask Callie and Parker for help on my novel. <laughs> that's basically what this whole podcast is going to be for this episode. <laughs> So I started out today by looking at the different types of conflict lists because there's like person versus person, person versus society, person versus nature versus technology versus supernatural versus destiny versus self, probably one that I'm forgetting. But I started doing that and then I started making like a list of possible things that could be a conflict within those categories for the small idea that I already have. But like, I I guess I just, how do you make a driving conflict? Cause I can come up with like little ones, like, oh, they encounter a dog and have to get past it. Like, you know what I mean? Like little like mini levels, but how do you make that overarching story happen? Cause I have such a cool world and power system and magic idea, but I don't know how to, make that into a story oh okay i have some ideas so one thing that i've kind of learned throughout my writing career you know from like the people i'm studying under they have talked a lot about how the driving force of your story comes down to your character your main character like protagonist motivations what do they want or like what is their end goal what is their main struggle and then for whatever that is you're going to have two separate things kind of pulling that, that tension. So you're going to have what's stopping them from achieving that and what's helping them achieve that. And you're going to kind of try and balance those out to, you know, give some conflict to your story, but also add some resolution. And those are going to be your smaller conflicts that you're kind of talking about. They fall on those two sides of the tension. So for example, say that I'm going to just do a super basic narrative. You have your main character and they want to go buy groceries okay super, super simple narrative person wants to go buy groceries so they start getting ready and they realize that they don't know where their wallet is so they have to then find their wallet right mm -hmm. and then maybe as they're finding their wallet they also spill something like they spill a glass of water so then they have to clean up the glass of water on top of trying to find the wallet okay then they find their wallet they get their keys they get in their car they drive they're stuck in traffic. So mm. do you kind of see how they are able to have the conflicts, losing the wallet, stuck in traffic, spilling a glass of water, but then they're always progressing towards getting to the store to get groceries. Well, you make it sound so simple, Kelly, but I don't think I've read any novel that's just as simple as my character needs to go buy groceries. Like, <laughs> well... I've got a couple examples. I'll use my most recent short story that we uh, published to our website not too long ago. In that, we have Luke, and he's uh, he's trying to win the affection of a girl. And he does this by looking for her fiancé, who was, like, the 
conflict because like his desire is to get with girl. This guy is both a help and a hindrance, kind of like Kelly was saying, like the because finding him means that he doesn't have as much of a chance, but he also has more of a chance if he finds him dead because then he can confirm and then people can get over it and so forth. The actual girl, she has wants in this as well. She wants to find out if the village she currently inhabits is going to be destroyed with all its residents because of uh, chaos. And she is going to perform a ritual to do it. The kind of negative is that she's like, well, this is someone I care about that I'm having to perform this ritual on. And also she's crazy, so it's kind of a mixed bag. So there you go. But that, again, it's that kind of like things that are helping their goals and things that are hindering their goals. And characters, when they have goals that differ, it provides an excellent opportunity for conflict, which actually happens in that same story. We have, I can't remember her name, but she ends up killing Luke at the end of it. And that is because her goals went against his, and that was the result. And if you break it down to a really basic level, you can do this with any narrative that you like. So, like, if you want another example, throw out any story book movie tv show that you know that we've all read um okay mistborn by brandon sanderson kelly hasn't read mistborn i've read mistborn kelly hasn't well, read it you can do it i'll just ask the questions it's fine okay so who's the protagonist in mistborn the protagonist is vin vin wants to find her place in the world and wants to be accepted however she has been trained by her brother that like this is not an accepting world it's not a good place and so she has to go against like her training from a young age to be able to trust people and she answers a group of thieves and so the fact that there are thieves kind of like makes her unable to trust them as well but she kind of wants to she wants to find her place among these people and there are things that are helping her the thieves themselves are also helping her to do it she has a mentor that's helping her to learn how to use these misborn powers uh and burn these metals so by teaching he establishes that relationship and helps her but then she starts having to play the role of a spy and she falls in love with this guy and the thieves that she's wanting to trust they're all of a sudden like no i can't can't actually fall in love can't do this like you are taking a role this is not going to end up well for us and so it puts them at a little bit of a disadvantage that way and so we can go on it's a little bit of a longer story but you can see the but more or less here. you have your main character vin vin wants to be accepted mm-hmm. vin has both people that help her learn to be accepted and people who are hindering her from getting accepted you make it sound so simple like what? <laughs> for, sure, for sure it's not nearly the simple to actually write it out but knowing what your main conflict is is a pretty big first step I okay think. well parker and Kelly, you already know the basic idea for this story that i've been working on and it's something that, like, I like the ideas that I have thus far that I won't just let it die. Like, I think that the power system I have set up is so cool that I want to do something with it. I just don't like the stories that I've come up with it, but I want to use the power system with it. So that's why I've just been, like, clinging on to this idea for, like, so long. So why don't I explain for anyone yes. who isn't Parker and Kelly what this idea is. So basically... I have a world where the world is full of give and take. And then there's you and others. So you can either give and take memories. You can either give and take feelings. You can give and take 
vision and you can either give or take that with yourself or with others. So basically it comes down to 12 powers being available for people. So if you go down, like there's a box of memories, you could either give memories or take away memories. So if you give memories, that means you could like make memories go into someone else's head that something happened when it really ever did. And either that's about you or about others. So either you can rewrite and give away a memory about someone else, or you could give it about you. If you have a feelings power that you can take away feelings and it's about yourself, then you could take away feelings about yourself. So like your boss is mad at you, you take away that feeling from that person and they're no longer mad at you. And this kind of goes on and on for, you know, both the give and take and the internal versus external for each of the things, depending on which of the 12, like, powers that you have. And my original idea was this girl who, name was Zoe, then her name was Emwyn, now her name is Wynn, so it, I, the name doesn't really matter, but basically, the very basis of it, it's about this girl who has the power to make people forget about her. Now, when you first have powers, you don't know how to control them. And so she accidentally makes her family forget about her. And she's kind of just been alone since then. And so since she doesn't have a family and she's just kind of been lonely and she doesn't know how to control her powers. And she's like, there's no point in making relationships since I'm just gonna be forgotten about anyway. So there's no point. Then she finds other people with these powers and starts to be like, oh, I'm not the only one who has this weird thing and starts to learn about all these different other things. And side details, the fact that these powers don't work on other people with powers. So if you are part of the one of the 12 powers and you have one of them, you can't be affected by any one of the other ones, which is why like her best friend, Casper, who has one of the other powers, always remembers her and she just thinks it's some like stroke of luck that he hasn't forgotten about her yet. So that's kind of the main bit is I just really like this power system because I think it's so cool like there's a world full of give and take and then there's just me and there's you and depending on if I can give about me or if I can take about others or about me or like you know what I mean like does this make any sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah so I think you actually know a lot more than you think you do about your character's desires. Do I? <laughs> yeah. You told like, us with just, Wynn, Yeah, you told us just a second ago that she wants to be accepted and kind of find a home. Kind of like, a little bit like Mistborn. And so she's a little bit like Vin in that way where she's trying to find acceptance and trying to find family. Not so much an issue of trust, but more that she feels very isolated and very like she has no one she can rely on. I can break it down even simpler. Wynn wants to be remembered. She's forgotten a lot, and that's her biggest opposition. People forget her. But she wants them to remember her. She finds people that remember her. Now you're just going to have to kind of figure out where that ends up going. Do you want this to end up that she wants her family to remember her? She wants to go back and find them? Does she want to create a new family that always will remember her? Is there people that she wants to have forget her, maybe? That they have a power system so they can't forget her? You know, this is kind of where you run into more of those questions that you as the writer have to answer, but you have a start there. Okay, because like, I guess I subconsciously knew, but I need people to like talk at me because you just saying it just so clearly of just when wants to be remembered, like, 
that makes sense. All of a sudden, a lot of things are making more sense to me. And I think maybe I brought up Mistborn as an example because I'm subconsciously just making a, my own version of Vin. Maybe that's it. Like, maybe I'm just making another Mistborn accidentally. Okay, but Parker, why don't you give me a brief rundown of the book that you're working on that Callie and I both know about, but the audience does, and tell me what the main conflict of your main character, Acteon, is. So my book is about drugs. Um, <laughs> you have just... Okay, I just I just gotta say... With words. <laughs> that's why and I'm a writer. Every, every episode... That's the thing, is that I've read your work, and you have such beautiful elegance in your words, and then you talk out loud. And I just... How? Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> okay anyway drugs yeah what's next bullying (laughs) (laughs) oh that i'm now trying to find a way to like combine the two together sadly the tones kind of clash because if i were to write a bullying thing i think i'd want to do it and be more fun and lighthearted. as terrible as that sounds anyway Anyway, what is it actually about okay so my story is about this man who's made a mistake and has led him and people he cares about down a path that they can't come back from. He has taken a drug called Nirvana, which is, it's the ultimate high. Like, there's nothing better than Nirvana. The unfortunate thing is, and he doesn't know this when he takes it, is that you have to keep up that high or you die. You go into this phase called regret, which is essentially withdrawal, but... You just feel so terrible and you have memories of like all the mistakes that you've made throughout your entire life. Or you can do the opposite where you can overdose and you go into regression and you don't act like an actual individual anymore. So Acteon is at a point where he has made a mistake. He has fallen and become what's known as fallen by taking Nirvana and he has gotten like some powers out of it. But he's lost everything that he had before. He had lost all the connections that he had before he fell. He's now in a world where it's like kill or be killed, more or less. Very cutthroat. And he is finding out that he doesn't really have a will to live, is what it comes down to. He is currently trying to keep his friend who uh, fell with him alive. But if she dies, he's kind of like, I don't know what the point is. I was expecting her to tell me what the point of trying to keep going on is. So, like, she's his reason right now, but it's unhealthy. And so that's that's where it goes. You creating unhealthy things in your stories? Unhealthy characters? What? What a Shocking fantastic new concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, continue. Just, just, I had to throw on that joke. <laughs> so, yeah, this novel, like, for me, it came down to a lot of questions. And I do think that my formula kind of goes, like, if you were to simplify it down to its base roots, it's like the but or however formula. Like, if you have that, you have conflict going on. So he has these powers, but they have not fulfilled his life. He actually feels worse because of it. So he is trying to survive, but he actually is questioning whether or not he wants to. His desire is to save his friend, but not only does he not know if he will be able to do that, he doesn't even know if he wants to save himself. Ouch. 
Rough. Anyway, all sunshines and rainbows here. You just take on topics that I'm way too afraid to tackle. <laughs> so good, good job, you. It's just, it just, just man, you just, you just go all in. Like, <laughs> okay, so how did you come up with that being like your storyline, your conflict, and that sort of stuff? Like, did you ever have a different core set for Acteon or did Acteon come after you created this world or like like do you, you kind of understand what I'm asking? Yeah I do for me I would say Acteon came after I made this world my wife will tease me as I say this but I pants this novel uh, as opposed to planning it she's rolling her what eyes. does pants mean yeah she's rolling her eyes right now pantsing is when you go in without a plan you are like okay I'm just gonna start writing and we're gonna see where it goes and that's kind of what i did and so i was like i want to write a cool action scene and that's how it started out and after that i was like well like what's going on in this world like and i had to answer all these questions and i found out that through asking these questions and kind of the theme behind it because like the big theme that i did want going for it was i was like i want to write about someone who is kind of against themselves and even though they have like some seeming external advantages most advantages are actually taken away from them and that was kind of like the driving force behind writing that first action scene and i learned along the way i was like oh so he doesn't have any connections he's kind of like a really twisted person how did he come to be like this and that's where the non-linear narrative came in and i like explored who he was originally and the contrast between the two at the beginning parker didn't plan I will throw this out. When he very first started this, he didn't. But he likes to pretend that he's still not planning this, even though half of what he's told you in this discussing his whole thing, he hasn't really written yet. So clearly, it's planned. No, no, it's written. I, I wrote it. I, I'm almost done with this. You had it planned before you wrote it, though. I'm just Moving on! <laughs> Either way, it's it's fine. It, it, how you write doesn't matter. As long as you write, it's awesome. Well, and that's part of it is that I've written this idea of these powers and stuff in like three different settings. Like once was like in modern day, once was in medieval, like classic, like D&D &D kind of style world. And then once I tried to write this like mafia 50s thing. And I was just like, maybe I just keep throwing it into different like genres and settings it'll eventually work out and i just like there's nothing that was really like driving it that i could ever like figure out what to do with it because okay so i feel bad this 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 episode really is just like a let me talk the audience isn't gonna learn anything they're just gonna listen to me talk for a while um yeah, these are never common problems any writers have that's right no, I am completely we're talking, unique, I'm Kelly. definitely not realizing my novel has a lot of these questions that I don't know the answer to. I was actually about <laughs> to ask you, like, to sum up your novel in Central Conflict. That's okay, let's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so easy to point out others and then you try to do it yourself and you're just like, never mind. Which is why I'm like, we had something else different planned today, but I was just like, okay, hey, can we treat this like an actual, like writing meeting like we did before podcast even like happened like let's just genuinely is like a hey guys so i need another brain to tell me what i'm doing that needs to not be doing or what i need to start doing so i started to think that like i have some characters ideas so mm, let me start this sentence over 
So Wynne wants to be remembered. We're just going to call her Wynne right now because that's her name right now. It could totally change. The name, honestly, I don't care about. But the main character of my story who has the force forgetting powers wants to be remembered, which makes sense because everyone's forgotten about her. At this point in her life where we meet her at, she has a roommate, a friend, someone who remembers her named Casper, who she doesn't know has powers, but he knows that she has powers. And so, hmm, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, something's not adding up. How does she find out she has powers? She finds out that she has powers when she makes her family forget. Like, at this point, she just has a dad because her mom left for some reason, which I was going to have like be a twist thing at the end or whatever. I don't know. We're still figuring it out. But I have it so like the powers manifest themselves around like puberty. You know, when emotions start to get high, you start to like figure things out with your mm-hmm. brain and your body. And, you know, life is awful in many facets. You know, that lovely time of life. Of and course. so she gets into an argument with her dad and she just like blows up and she just like releases all of this like energy and power in just one like big burst and then doesn't know what happened. She wakes up the next morning and her dad that morning is just like, who are you? Like, are you lost? Do you need parents? Like, where are your parents? How did you get in my house? And he goes, you're, you're my parent. What do you mean? Like, he goes, I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? And like, it just like starts to freak out and so she just like runs away and she's basically just been like running away ever since then she didn't know what to do and she just kind of was just like okay and so since that point she's been on the run since she was like 13 or 14 and she can just get away with so many things because she eventually figured out that when she has high emotional state she can force the power on she can't control it but she knows that if she gets really upset or really any strong emotion, it'll activate. And so if a landlord at a place she's renting is like, you didn't pay rent, I'm super mad about this or whatever, she just gets really emotional. And then the landlord forgets about her and she doesn't have any problems. She can just move on. And so she's just kind of been doing that for a while. But the problem with that is that she's never had any real friends because there's no point in making friends if you don't even know if they'll remember you the next time that they see you and so i don't know how exactly but somehow she meets casper and i she doesn't really want to be friends with casper but she eventually does and she's just like it's some dumb stupid luck that casper hasn't forgotten about me but i'm just not gonna think about it too hard and i'm just gonna just be grateful that one person remembers me and She doesn't know that, like, other people have powers or anything. And some event has to happen to where she finds out that there is other people who have powers similar to hers. I just don't know what that is. (laughs) And I don't know, like, I don't know. Maybe it turns into, like, a heist vibe movie, you know? Like, I don't know. could do that. I think that's what you need to come up with next, though, is just figure out how she finds out about other people's powers, and then what she does because of that. Yeah, if it helps, just try writing it out at first. Because I started out as a planner. Callie will point out that I'm still a planner. But in order to like get started and get back into writing, I just sat down at a keyboard and started typing words. Because mm-hmm. for me, a lot of writing is asking questions and finding the answers, which I really like. So it caused me to ask those questions because I was like, I need to know what's going to happen next. Or I need to know about this. And I started seeing the things that I needed to identify and understand 
in order to be able to explain and flush out this world that I was making. So that would be my recommendation to you if you are feeling like you have some places that you could go with it, but you're not sure if you're satisfied with it. Do start writing to see like what sticks and you're like, this feels good. Also, if you're writing and you're like, I hate this, it's okay. Give it like a day, show it to other people, let them chime in on it, read it again yourself. And that way you can see how the writing actually is. Because sometimes when you're writing, it feels not good. You feel like, I this is not my best work. But you read it later and you're like, oh, this is fine. I don't know what I was worried about. So that is another thing that I recommend. But if you do end up writing it, hating it, having other people look at it, writing, reading it again, still hating it, as writers, we can always edit. And we can always use that magical backspace button and just delete it like it never existed. <laughs> but like, at the point that you're at right now, like the stakes are pretty low. You have a couple of readers, you know, it's not like something that you're going to have to show the entire world and commit to the first time you write it, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is that I like what we say at the end of our, our episodes is now start writing and keep writing because if it wasn't because of that, like, honestly, I wouldn't have made that short story that we did last month. Like I haven't written in a while because I've been so stuck on this and I just need to write something like something else. But it's just like, I really just don't know what to do. And so I tried to do it today some and like this past week and stuff just to like figure out something of this world but I'm just like I don't I don't know and then when I start writing I was just like okay I'm just gonna start writing to write it sounds like like some serious like woe is me I'm 16 year old female protagonist and oh life is so hard and like all this other stuff I'm like I don't want to read this why am I writing this like <laughs> like everything about it is just like so boring and I'm just like I don't like boring I have all these cool powers and this cool idea how do I keep writing stuff that just ends up being like oh like let me just navel gaze about how awful my life is and blah 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 do you like me using the words that we've established in this this podcast that you taught me I'm so proud of myself thank you thank you out of you can I can I uh chime in with a couple of ideas oh please do Okay, so one thing that I think that you should always make sure of is that your character is making decisions. And Mm -hmm. they have to be progressing in some way. They have to have a goal, and they have to have a lot of obstacles in the way of the goal. But there has to be some measure of progress. Kind of like I mean, we talked about that in A Comic of Kill, about how the main character literally made, like, no decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, being able to make decisions, that will translate into scene. And scene is what's going to help to convey all of these things that you're trying to convey to your reader without having to navel gaze for extended periods of time. Um, They're the building blocks. Exactly. Your whole story. Well, her goal is she doesn't have one because she just doesn't care anymore. Like, she's at a standstill in her life. Like, what goal would you have if you're pretty sure that it doesn't matter what you do, everyone's going to forget about you? What goal would you have? That, I mean, that's, if that's... you can do everything, what do you ultimately want to do, I guess? Like, if she has the ability to make anyone forget her, does she want power? Does she want money? Does she want, you know, do any of those things matter to her at all then? And if not, why? Another quick thing that I was going to say is she does have a goal. She wants to be remembered. We did identify this. She just feels like she can't achieve this goal. And so I would say that this is a situation kind of similar to my Acteon, where his goal is that 
he wants to save his friend, but he doesn't know if he can do that. So instead, he has another goal to distract himself from the inevitable abyss of like nihilism and cosmic pessimism. So he ends up taking a contract and he does think we keep busy, we keep doing things to keep us sane. So if your character is at that point, then they have to have something that tethers them. And that tether is going to be what you can use to bounce the story forward. So she meets this group who are people like her who will remember her. Well, now she's met that goal like pretty early on in the story of it. So what's the what's the goal now? She has I, people who will remember her. I mean, you're always afraid that like it'll be taken away from you eventually. But like, what's the goal now? So I think the other goal is probably to have like people that remember you more permanently because you can be forgotten even if like you aren't like using powers to be forgotten. She's still looking for a family and a place where she fits in. And so that's what she's wanting. So her struggle comes from the place of for a good while now, I no one can remember me. So I don't I've gotten really sloppy socially and don't like have the greatest mannerisms or things like that. And now I have to like not be terrible so that I can be remembered positively. That would be like where I would take it. You'll probably take it a little bit differently, but you kind of see what I mean where it's like, okay, you have progress. You have the opportunity to achieve the ultimate goal that you want, which is being accepted and being remembered by people you love. And so I would add on that addendum where it's like, she wants to be remembered, but she also wants to be remembered by people she loves. So when she has the opportunity to meet people that remember her, she's like, oh, this is my chance. The audience is cute and is like, oh, we have some progress in the story. And it makes that goal attainable. So now she has to figure out what to do and like how to really reestablish herself with people and kind of have an adoptive family. No, I like this. This definitely has helped a lot. I'm just doing my, this is my thinking voice because there's a lot to think of. It turns out, turns out writing is kind of hard. Thinking is hard. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) Just, you know, throwing that out there. It'd be hard. Don't don't worry about it. One of my favorite stories to tell is there was this story I was working on for years, edited it uh, quite a bit, showed it to a lot of people, and then, like, uh, one day I just wrote something. It took me about, like, 15, 30 minutes to write it, and I showed that to people, and everyone was like, this is it. This is the best thing you have ever written. And I was like, you sure? And they're like, yes, this, this is gold. Right here, this is the best thing you've ever written. And I was like, I wrote that in, like, 30 minutes it was kind of like a throwaway thing and they're like nope this is it so just remember like even if you're feeling like this isn't the best thing that you've ever written it it might be so just keep writing is what it comes down to so moral of this story is everything that we just figured out how to plan and stuff i should throw away write something else different in about 15 to 20 minutes and i think that would be better Nope. No. No. Because <laughs> I really like this story idea. And I really want you to do something with it. So please don't give up on it. That's more that's the moral of the story. I wanna read it, please. That's that's the moral of the story. It's I wanna read it too. <laughs> that's the thing is that I I want to read whatever this thing is, whatever it turns into. I just want it to be something worth reading. That's the hard part. <laughs> 
So I know this has been just a really long time of me just complaining and just having problems, but I feel like I feel like it's a normal thing. I don't feel like I know it's a normal thing for writers to have problems with their writing. That's kind of the whole shtick. <laughs> That's kind of what this whole podcast is about. So thank you for listening to me indulge in in my own personal novel needs this episode i appreciate you sticking around this long and as a reward parker do you want to give us a writing prompt for the next week so we have something to look forward to something to write about yes yes your prompt for this week is to identify a goal that your character wants to accomplish either long form or short form and then you have to really focus on that goal and identifying it. And I actually want you to go aside, and this is something different. I want you to just create a plan around that goal and kind of like some of the roadblocks along the way. This is less like a story prompt and more like a writing assignment type prompt where you get to learn about the goal and see how that fits into your overall world and narrative and really come away with the lessons that Joy came away with from this episode. Yeah, so like last month was really like fun writing problems with like the escape room and the like different narratives or like that sort of stuff. This this month I feel like writing prompts are just like your character needs to learn something, your character needs to have a goal. Like these are very like writing exercise sort of things. So like they're not all fun and games, but I feel like you can make them fun and games, but they are very vital in making something be good. Which, I'm excited to make something out of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very excited to make something out of this chaos of something. And I'm really excited to figure that out. Especially, like, the way you you put this whole episode, basically, like, in a nice little writing prompt. Which is, like, give your character a goal and then go with it. Like, so... I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. And at the end of the day, even if it sucks, at least I wrote something. And that's more than I had before. Exactly. Me too, Joy. Me too. So I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to Unpublished and Unqualified. I'm Joy. I'm Parker. I'm Callie. Now start writing. And keep writing. Keep writing.